3: with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com
0: oh it's a goal who got the assist who got the assist hello so the preseason rumbles on and as part of it i'm here with a slightly different podcast today there's no Nick, and it's not focused on FPL, but instead on the Sky Fantasy football game. Uh, this is an introduction to the game for FPL players, but if you are an inveterate, dedicated FPL player, who doesn't want to play anything else, uh, then please feel free to skip this. We'll be back with another FPL podcast soon. So for those still with us, the format of today is really not going to be me talking too much. We'd be probably glad to hear. Um, instead asking questions and learning from three greats from the Sky circuit, they'll hopefully help you if you're looking to have a go at the Sky game in this campaign. Just say this Who Got the Assist. Normally, the absent Nick and I are an FPL podcast. You can find us online at com, on Twitter at WTA underscore FPL, and on all good and some bad podcast providers. So, let's go around this uh, virtual round table and introduce ourselves before we get going. Uh, first up, it's Will, the founder of Fantasy Football Hub. You can find him at FFHub underscore Will or at FFootballHub on Twitter at uk. Will is, of course, an absolute beast at FPL2,
1: and we've had him on the pod uh, several times in the past. How are you doing, Will? Hi, I'm good to be on. Um, People might know me from playing FPL, but actually I started off uh, as a Sky blogger uh, and that's how, you know, the very first website I had was all on Sky. So I've been playing Sky for a long time and um, it's arguably my preferred game, but you know, it's it's, it's close. I'm I'm not going to commit FPL blasphemy by (laughs) committing to that one. But uh, yeah, it's it's great to be on and looking forward to having a, a chat about Sky for once. Excellent, cool. Uh, thanks for coming on,
0: Will. i um, also joined by Dan Dancox uh, at Dancox82, the winner of Sky 1617 and a writer for Fantasy Football uh, for Sky, uh, funnily enough. Uh, how you doing, Dan?
2: Hi, buddy. Thanks for having me on, mate. Yes, yeah, good to be on and hopefully get some of your FPL fan base given Sky a try this season. That's what we're hoping for, hoping your words of wisdom
0: will be a conversion source. And finally, we're joined by Mark Ebworthy, at Sky podcast, proud Bristolian, and also a massive presence in the Sky Fantasy football community. Uh, How are you doing, Mark?
3: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: I'm all good. I'm all good. uh, I'm uh, recording in a room with the windows and doors closed after the kerfuffle of the last podcast when things all went a bit wrong because you could hear the cars beeping in the background. And I'm very, very warm. (laughs) But hopefully that will engender me to be a lot more clever. Uh, God, I've used the word engender. What am I doing? Uh, Excellent. Okay. Uh, So, as mentioned, this is really an introduction uh, to Sky Fans Football for FPL players. Uh, As such, we've broken this down into three distinct segments. Format, transfers and tips to do well, and as well as the guys, of course, providing little nuggets from their experience during the discussion. So let's get going then. Uh, let's talk about the format first, just introductory um, for everybody who's listening and interested. Planning is really important, isn't it here? like It's, it's supercharged in Sky, Like how important it is just to plan out um, how you're going to do things. And I think that kind of links nicely with FPL because, you know, for example, double game week periods using your chips, the things that we're not unused to, it's just ramped up to another level in Sky, isn't it? You mentioned double game weeks and you mentioned
3: like the planning that already goes into FPL, which, you know, obviously we're all aware of that because we all do play. Um, but Sky is sort of like planning for a double game week every week because the multiple captaincies is the, the big thing. We'll probably talk about that many times during this podcast, but everyone sort of says, has the, uh, oh, right, I need my captain to hit for the weekend. And then once they played, that's it, your captain's done. But with Sky, you get a captain every single day. So you sort of need to plan with that. And also because you can transfer in between days, you can um, you can have more captains and more players and you can use your five transfers so, per week. So you could have like 16 players. And if there's like four days, four of those would be doubled. So in theory, you could have 20 players actively getting you points in a single week. So it is a bit supercharged, as you say. It Once you get into it, though, it's really good fun. And for the people that are like their planning and like their spreadsheets and things like that not that it's restricted just to those but the people that do like the planning element of it it is a really good game to play
0: so you get limited amount of transfers don't you per season it's 40 five transfers per week that you can do and you do do that kind of captain every day so you've got the opportunity of double points so you've got that opportunity for double excitement don't you
1: yeah i mean it's as mark said it's a lot of it revolves around captaincy i mean I haven't done the sort of the numbers on it, but probably around fifty percent of your points each game week are scored by captaincy. So it is really about planning to make sure you have a captain playing every day, and not just a captain, but a a good captain who has a good fixture, and getting that right is pretty key. But I would say that it, it is—we're probably making it sound quite complicated, but actually, the, sort of the core principle of it is is still very simple, and and in some ways. Is actually more simple than FPL. Like you you don't have a bench and there are no price changes and there are no chips. So in some respects, it's sort of a a slimmed down version, but at the same time, as you said, it is, it uh, does involve a bit more effort. And if, I suppose if you're listening to this podcast, then you're probably pretty keen fantasy football player. So you probably got a pretty good edge on, most players already just by the fact that you are interested you are engaged and if you are interested and you are engaged and you kind of know what you're doing in fantasy football then you're likely to be able to do pretty well at Sky game.
0: Yeah definitely a lot of the analysis that we do for fantasy football for FPL is completely relevant for Sky as well although there are a few differences and there are a few players who are completely irrelevant in FPL that we'll come on to later that in Sky are absolute monsters and and Dan you know, as know as a former winner on, uh, on planning
2: I don't really play FPL, to be honest. I, um, it's just Sky for me. But I do use a lot of the stuff I see on Twitter and everything that everyone uses for FPL. I can use that for Sky. So when everyone's banging on about double game weeks and stuff, like, not, I do sort of look at that, but I'm looking at it more day by day because for your captain, so I don't know, the, f- the first Friday night, Liverpool-Norwich, you, know, you could start with Pukki, get a couple of goals out of him, transfer amount I'm joking of course but then like so you start with Salah transfer amount on Saturday for Aguero or someone like that you know and it's just looking at each day who's the best captain I can have and I don't know Liverpool play that Friday Man City might play twice in that thing before Liverpool play again you know it's just getting the little runs like that but yeah just looking at each fixture if there's a random Monday night game Norwich versus Sheffield United or something thinking do I want to run them players as a captain? They could get me good points or should I just ignore it? But I do like all the planning of it, especially the that there's no price changes. You might think, oh, in three weeks' time I want to swap out Harry Kane for Aguero. Obviously FPL prices go up and down and it's like, oh, I can't afford that now. But it a guy you think, I can do that if I plan it properly and have the money that I'm I'm gonna be sweet for that. So that's the sort of thing I like with the plan and with that that, you know, you can make plans that aren't going to be affected by what other people are doing with transfers. So that's why I really like it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, to me, it sounds like it's, it's a slightly more individual game in some ways, just because, you, as you mentioned, you don't have to rely on other people. Because with, with FPL, you can be thinking, oh, God, you know, there's a really good run coming up, Man City. I want to be buying uh, Raheem Sterling. Oh, but oh, my God, you know, the market's going mad. He, he might have risen by 0.3 by then. And I'm going to be completely priced out. Whereas, as you say with Sky, you can have that plan and you're going to be able to execute that plan without having to worry about it too much.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I like it that you're not you're not affected by what other people are doing, so you can have your plan. And yeah, you haven't got to then on Saturday night think oh, I'm going to have to transfer him in now because he scored two goals today, and everyone's going to be bringing him in, so I need to move now. Whereas he could get injured in the Champions League game in midweek, so that's the sort of plan, and I like on it. And um, I say, especially having a captain each day, whereas FPL, you've okay this weekend I've got Salah captain. You know, like the, if the weekend's over the. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You have got four days where you can like you can gather captain who gets a goal or two each game each day, and it's like you got every day you you've got a captain. Like I just really like the excitement of uh, all the points you could get.
3: I think the fact that the planning is a bit more because of these multiple captains means the prices do have to stick and they do have to stay where they are. I mean, I'm sure every year they consider whether they should introduce price changes just because you know they'll be looking at other games that do. And every year I'm really hoping they don't, because you do have to plan probably a little bit more in this than you would in FPL. You do need those prices to be stuck. So then you can, you know, if you ask Dan, I'm sure every single year, especially the one where he won it, he probably was thinking months ahead, thinking, right, I'm actually already planning on when I'm going to bring in Son or Kane or whoever, because you just need to do that. Um, which is the bit that makes it fun? It's not. I'm trying. It's not as hardcore as it sounds, but you do sort of think think ahead a bit more. So you do need those prices to stick.
1: Just to give a uh, Fenty Hub a cheeky little plug, we do have a really good planner. Uh, this guy from a guy called Ian Parren. And uh, I'm sure Mark and Dan will attest to it, that it is um, sort of the go-to tool that most, most good players use in terms of um, just mapping out your, your f- future transfers. And the other thing I like is that um, when you transfer someone out, you don't lose value. So it makes transferring someone out a lot less big of a deal. You know, if you've made a million on Salah, for, for, for example, in an FPL, you're really hesitant to transfer them out because it's going to be difficult to get them back in. But in Sky, you don't really have that. So... I quite like, you know, as as Mark and Dan mentioned, I quite like having the the no um, price changes. I think it adds a different sort of dimension, different way of thinking, which which I think is good.
0: Yeah, definitely. It takes the pressure out of it, doesn't it? Like taking the gamble to make the early move in FPL. Like I think we've all been burnt in FPL by making an early transfer and that player being injured, not spotted in training or something like yeah. that, and it's all over. Whereas on, on Sky, you can you can happily wait until the deadline, just before deadline, of course, and, and make your move there. Then and it was almost like peace of mind. I felt I felt when I was playing this year. Like for I was playing a little bit this year, but you know, really, really as a noob, really just making it up. So I went along. I think I messed. To you, Mark, didn't I? And you were just like, "Don't do that." What are you doing? That looks terrible. God, what an awful team that is. Because I just basically select a lot of players uh, by FPL standards rather than by Sky standards. On that note, then let's talk about scoring. There's a different way of
1: doing it with Sky, isn't there? The scoring is fairly similar in terms of you know you you get points for clean sheets, points for assists, points for for goals. I mean, there there are slight variations, but they're not. Uh, that sort of major to talk about, really. The, the, the big difference is on bonus points. Now, I would explain bonus points, but a little birdie told me that there, there has been some slight changes to this for the upcoming season. So I'm probably going to pa- pass over to Dan because he, he knows a little bit more. The
2: thing I like about Sky is you, your bonus points. Like, I know you have bonus points in FPL, but because I don't really pay much attention to it like are they pretty random is i just don't understand it is there a three two and a one like whoever they i don't know how it all works basically but with sky you'll get point bonus points for achieving certain things that you do throughout a match so a goalkeeper if he makes five saves he'll get two points if you make seven saves he'll get three points um tackling and passing the same sort of thing as a tier one and tier two and once you hit a set amount you'll get two or three bonus points. So um, that's really good. And that's where looking at your stats really does sort of pay off for you. So um, that's why I really like the Sky bonus system because it rewards all players like Jorginho. You know, he got what 170 points last season and 69 of that was just from passing bonus. So considering he scored two goals, that's not bad, is it 170 points? So you know, it really makes all those sort of players you probably would ignore in FPL like actual options in a Sky Fantasy. You know, Kante, Jorginho, that, you know, the players who wouldn't have an FPL necessarily, but in Sky, they're probably pretty good picks. So, yeah, that's why we like the bonus point system.
0: Okay.
3: And how- I can bring that to life a bit, actually, Tom, in the fact that today, live off the press, and Dembele's signed for Spurs. Um, so, in FPL world, people will be like, oh, cool, new player, let's check him out. People who are, you know, are probably people who listen to this, they'll be thinking, right, let's see how good this guy is. Let's see his stats. Let's see what points he can get me. They are not cared about how good he is for the team. They'll be looking at what sort of points can he get my FPL team? So they'll, they'll, they'll probably go on to who scored or they'll go on to some stats page and they'll see that he's, I think he scored like one goal and six assists, which is a bit meh. It's okay, but it's a bit meh. Um, however, the added levels going into what Dan was saying now. So when I looked at him, I wasn't necessarily looking at goals and assists. What I was looking at was how many average passes he's had, how many average tackles he's had, and things like that. And I did also notice that he's also quite a big dribbler, which is also, we'll probably come on to it in a minute, about like Man of the Match, because Man of the Match is always good for dribblers. But the passing tackles, so um, he averaged 60 passes. So I'm looking at that thinking, he's a bit of a, Passer, so that's good. So he's going to be getting bonus. But if he's the sort of player that's going to get regularly 60 or 70 passes a game, that's like an assist a game where you're looking at, I don't know, 15, 20 assists. When KDB and FPL got 15, 20 assists, we were saying how great he was. And, you know, that's where the points can come in. And i mean, sure you've probably heard us all talking about these mega defenders like Van Dijk or Laporte last season. They were like racking up games of like 100, 110 passes. So they were literally getting three points per game just on top of whatever they got for their clean sheets because they were getting this passing bonus. So it's identifying those, which is um, quite important in Sky. And it's also really good because sometimes you can just find, although I've mentioned the obvious there, but sometimes you can just find like a like Harry Arter for Bournemouth one year. He was literally hitting, passing, and tackling every other game. One of at least, and he was just he got like loads of points. And it's just Harry Arter. You just wouldn't even think about buying him in any other game. But in Sky, he was monster. He was an absolute monster.
2: And he was about five million, wasn't he? As well, he was yeah. dirt cheap as well. It was like lovely.
0: Oh, brilliant. No, a, I guess you always have those kinds of players who create stories for you. And it's interesting to hear that Harry Arter is the one who's creating it in Sky.
2: Quite a lot of people would like to hit, I think, think for the bonus points. But like last season, um, for tier one saves, the goalkeeper had to make five saves. Tier two was seven saves. So they've actually reduced both of those now to three and five. So like last year, tier two saves, seven seven saves plus, was only made 43 times. So if they'd have reduced it last season to five instead of seven, that would have been hit 118 times. So it's making, you know, keepers are going to get more points for saves, you know, so they're going to get rewarded for the more saves they make. So I think it just makes more keepers options. So you're not just on Allison Edison, you can be thinking like a busy keeper, maybe not the Norwich keeper, you know, but some, you know, someone who makes quite a few saves is going to be an option. Um, Parsons all the same tackle bonus tier two. That's now four instead of five. So again, that should more people should more players should be hitting that more regular. And the shots tier one and tier two bonus was um, five and three, and it's now three and two. So again, players who fire off loads of shots are going to be getting in more bonus points. So I think it's really good because it's you know it's just if people weren't hitting them bonus, there was not a lot of point in them. So by lowering the the target that you know they have to get to achieve it i think it is going to bring more more players in that are worth having so i think there are good good moves that sky made as well to you know improve the game
0: well wow, so the likes of mitrovich uh, who topped the uh, top stats tables for attempts last season or someone like Anil neil who just couldn't stop making saves last season was going to be very very relevant
2: in sky yeah yeah perfect two perfect examples
0: Uh, well uh, interesting I I guess that also kind of means that you know you can get kind of huge scores each week and we spoke about the captains and having a captain every day and Daniel was saying earlier about how it makes you excited to have that kind of opportunity to have ridiculous numbers coming out of your of your scores week to week Um, and I guess having the transparent bonus system is something which is actually quite good uh, because as uh, as uh, Mark's just said like you have an, a semblance of an idea each week how well a player is going to do. And it means that a lot of players aren't irrelevant, whereas in FPL you've got about 60-70% of the player base they are frankly never going to be touched with a barge pole by the majority of the FPL community because all they're going to do is get you two or three points every week. So it does mean that you do look at a few different players and it does kind of widen if you are a bit of a football nerd just generally, which I'm guessing a lot of people are if you listen to a podcast like this. Um, it does kind of mean that you can use that knowledge a bit more widely, I suppose.
2: We are pretty sad. But on a Saturday, when, you know, when you've got your little WhatsApp group, of your mates, so, like, we'll be in ours, and, uh, you know, you'll be like, I don't know, Salah's scored, someone's assisted. We're actually, like, Van Dyke's on 60 passes already, like, that's tier <laughs> tier one passes in, and we're like, then there'll be someone like, oh, I don't know, Kante's on three tackles, like, that's bonus in as well. And you're sort of actually, you're going on whatever you use, I use like foot mob, or there's loads in there. But you'll actually be on there just checking – the passes and the, the tackles they're made. And you're actually thinking, oh my God, like, I'm actually counting passes. I'm, like, I'll even be watching the game. That'll be, I don't know, three or four minutes to go. And it's like, Pogba needs three passes to get tier <laughs> one. And we're sort of like, yes, there's one, there's one. And you're just like, yes, he's got passing bonus. You think because he'd be your captain. Well, he's just got tier two passing. That's a, that's another six points as a captain for you. So you're like, you actually sitting there like, yes, he's made three passes. And you you know you actually excited when someone puts a tackle in. You're like, yes, that's one tackle. Like you're not just FPL goals and assists. We're talking tackles and passes. Like I never thought I would be. Excited to see someone tackle someone <laughs> Or, you know, reach 70 passes It's just, I don't know That's I just love it, mate It's just, you know And if you pick the right players You can get, you know Pretty consistent points from people And it's, that's what I really like about it as well
0: It strikes me that if we were a Sky podcast, it'd be who got the 60th pass, wouldn't it, rather than who got the assist? (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, Yeah, no, definitely really interesting. We mentioned that, uh, you know, we just touched on it a minute ago, the man of the match as well is another kind of added bonus, isn't it? So, I mean, in FPL, of course, as you listeners will know, you've got, Three bonus points, two bonus points and one bonus point, which are all allocated by some arcane optic system, which you can look up on a new a uh, new planet, um, that does log it. Um, FPL for reasons best known to themselves, don't don't bother to publish this. So it often becomes a, a bit of a reach for the pitchforks moment when Mo Salah again doesn't get bonus. But on Sky it is it is very, very clear is the abiding message there. But man, the match is
1: worth talking about as well, because that's something which uh, definitely does have an impact, doesn't it? Well, last season you got five points for a Man of the Match, um, but I believe that is uh, potentially changing, um, but uh, I'm not quite sure if, if we're allowed to say. Either way, you, you, are, you do get extra points for Man um, of Match awards. Obviously, trying to figure out, you, you might think it's sort of quite arbitrary because sometimes you, you just get random commentators who, who pick uh, players which should never be Man of the Match, and that, you do get that, and it is pretty frustrating. Um, and we, you do get a bit, quite a few complaints but at the same time to, to some extent part of the skill of playing Sky is trying to predict who might get the man of the match award so for example at the start of the season they typically give man of the match awards to new players that have come in to you know n- new signings for, for teams so often targeting those new signings is quite a good way to get um, some extra man of the match points and obviously if if they're your captain and then, then those points get doubled, So it, it can certainly at the start of the season. You know, if you if you know what you're doing, you can sort of take a bit an advantage of that.
2: Also depends, I think, who's commentating on live games. I think if it, yeah. is it like Alan Smith, if Alan Smith's commentating, it's normally a striker, isn't it? So uh, you just sort of go for those. But I think I think we tell them no, no one's going to say anything, are they? I think the amount of match points is going to be three points this season instead of five. And I think the thinking of that is because you know, if Salah scores a couple of goals and gets man of the match five points, you know, he's got enough points anyway. So I think, especially with some of the, a few people were questioning the man of the matches. So by making it only three points, there's not quite so much emphasis on that. So yeah, man of the matches, I believe is going to be three points is the uh, talk instead of five this season.
0: Yeah, it's a quite, quite a subjective thing, I guess, and I guess they, they they kind of avert the situation or at least minimise the situation where someone wins Sky by a dubious man in the match award in game week three, um, when you've got I don't know someone like I don't know Max Aaron's uh, having a great game. They can see two goals, but he looks pretty flashy on the wing. Uh, so, so the commentator's gone, yeah, he looks all right. yeah, Max Aaron, giving it to him. Uh, what do you think about all this, Mark?
3: Definitely echo what everyone said. Um, I. I quite enjoy the randomness of the Man of the Match because it, it, we're all talking about counting passes, which is 100% true, by the way. We've all done that. I remember counting Ben Gibson's passes for Middlesbrough once. and It's like, this is just crazy. But ignoring that. So I actually quite like the randomness of the Man of the Match. And I think sometimes we're overly influenced by being fantasy football players because sometimes there's a match and it's like nil-nil. I remember this specific match, as I'm sure will the rest of the panel, uh, in the fact that Antonio got it for West Ham. And he was just the, the only player that looked like he might do something, but it was nil-nil. And obviously, fantasy football players, what we see for a nil-nil is, right, where are my clean shoot points? So as that's what we think about, we're thinking, well, Man of the Match has got to be a defender then, which is sort of logical. But why? Because, you know, if there's someone is a bright spot, you just mentioned um, Aarons for... Norwich, you know, he could still be man of the match. If he's really, really, you know, really testing this Liverpool defence that didn't have any, you know, was really keeping clean sheets all season, last season. If he was causing them massive problems, but, you know, they lost like 4-2 or 4-3, but Max Aarons, you know, was creating stuff and maybe not actually getting assists, he could be man of the match. I mean, it's a bit harsh to give it to someone on the losing team, but... So I quite like the randomness of it and it does leave a bit of a, I, I quite like the arguments and the things to talk about. It's like the offside rule with VAR now, it's sort of, it's getting a bit more redundant because you can just watch it back and it will actually happen. But I quite like the fact that on a Monday morning you go into work and everyone's like, I can't believe that was offside it was, or you know, <laughs> the Lampard goal and things like that. I just, you know, it's, it's always good to have something to talk about, which is a bit of an injustice and I think the malamatch is still going to be that hopefully anyway.
0: Yeah, it certainly makes sense. I mean, like it's it's a bit of a qualitative measure, of course, but in in FPL you do often find that the angry mob gets. Riled by the fact that a player looks amazing in the game, like a lot of times, if you, if you if you're watching a game, like you know, a, a Salah scores a goal, scores the winning goal, everyone's assuming that's free bonus for me. Actually, doesn't get anything because he's missed so many chances, and people haven't read the bonus rules, and the pitchforks get raised. Um, but that person would all in sky be man of the match because they had such a huge influence on the game to a, to to the eye rather than in the stats. So that kind of balances out uh, the statsy side of the uh, of the bonus system, I suppose. Something extent. I guess the final bit in this section before we go on on to a break is to talk about a few players, we've kind of done it already, um, that are perhaps sky relevant but but not FPL relevant. So when you've mentioned Jorginho, I mentioned that Ndombele uh, may, may be one of those players in Sky who's something of great interest. Uh, one of uh, my favourite case studies is Granit Xhaka, um, who never, no one would ever touch uh, in, uh, in FPL. Well, I've, I think actually one, I think it was actually last year or the year before, he got two assists from corners on the first game week and he was the person who rose first. Um, but other than that, you'd never touch Xhaka. But then when I logged into Sky, I was just like, wow, he was, like, top, he was a top midfielder last year. Like, I guess there are some disparities like that. You've still got Mo Salah being an absolute god on there. You've still got players like you know, Sergio Aguero, Raheem Sterling to some extent, who you would be signing. But there are a few players like that, aren't there? And we've mentioned Harry Arteta too, who do catch your eye. Like, Are there any players this year that you guys are, I know we're a little bit far out at the moment, but any of those sort of players that you guys have your eye on? And we've mentioned Dombele already. Um, For me, I'm... It's quite hard without the prices, obviously, because you
3: you're you really looking for these, these passing people that to be one of the cheaper ones in midfield, but he just gets your unexpected flow of points. I'm I'm thinking about maybe going back to Idrissa Guy, Guy, I think his name is, for Everton, because a few seasons ago he was dirt cheap and he was pretty much the same as Harry Arta. It's the same season actually, where he was just getting passing and tackling all the time, and I think Everton are stepping up a bit, and I think they might have a better season than they did last year. And he just sits there and just passes and tackles pretty much. So I reckon he could be one of those type, like the Xhaka type, because Xhaka was always pretty much getting passing bonus. And as we talked about before, if he's done that 20 times in a season, that's 20 assists. So that's 10 goals. So that's where the points could come in. Um, But it is quite hard to see. Sometimes it's good to see if there's like a real heavy passing team coming up or someone you don't expect that's suddenly going to keep lots of possession so like Rogers coming into Leicester for example I think they might turn a bit more into keeping the ball a bit more Um, so they might start picking up bonus when they haven't previously it's just trying to find players like that but it really does depend like all fantasy games really on the pricing so I haven't really said I'm definitely going to get or not going to get I'm just waiting for those those prices to come out don't know what the rest of the guys think
1: yeah, I think the the other um position which is potentially more interesting in Sky is centre backs for the big passing team. So you've got, you know, the likes of Laporte and Van Dyke, who just absolutely are points machines. I am not actually hundred percent sure, but I think Van Dyke might finish top point scorer last season. And Laporte wasn't far behind him. So um those guys are points beast basically and they're, they're they're also captaincy options because because of their passing because of the clean sheet potential if you look at sort of not uh van dyke against norwich on the first day you think liverpool are going to get a clean sheet you're pretty certain he's going to get tier two passing so that's uh sort of a uh, banker of you know 16 to 20 points already without him you know doing any anything extra so Certainly, defensive midfielders who do a lot of passing and tackling, but don't forget yeah, those centre backs as well. We should also say that I know Tom, you, you mentioned about prize leagues there, and Sky do have a a, a big uh, pot for winning, which is fifty uh, k. And on top of that, you can also do um, like mini leagues through Sky So there's no sort of somebody handling your cash; it's all done through Skybet, and they pay out. They don't take a, a rake or anything. So. Couple of other good points there for for those that are potentially thinking about taking up Sky.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll mention this a little bit more on the what it takes to do well. But of course, you know, Dan's sitting there in the new kitchen, pay for his uh, pay for yeah. by his Sky winning. So, just an example, really, of um, if you do put your mind to it and really do obviously get that little bit of luck. Um, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it wasn't all luck, though. I'm guessing you, you you really did put a lot of work into it. And um, but if if you do get a little rub, a little rub of luck, do some planning, uh, you can do very very well indeed. We take a break, though, and then we'll move on to limited pricing? Sounds good. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? So we're back, and it's time to talk about pricing. And the pricing is obviously uh, an interesting thing around this time of year. FPL, of course, launched an unprecedented early June launch. Still got suspicions that someone senior at OFPL had to go on annual leave and just went, yeah, Toby, just launch it." May I'm out of here. Um, but Sky, it seems, um, are taking it a little bit more... Uh, I'm not saying FPL don't take it seriously, but they they really are kind of going through their testing and trying to make sure that players do um, uh, get a fair and interesting price and structure. And Dan, you just mentioned off stream a little bit about that. Yeah. Tell tell us a little bit more about how, um, how Sky approached the pricing uh, from the outset and kind of all the thought that goes
2: into it. So, yeah, I know that they um, really look into the sort of the player prices, player by player sort of thing, you know, and they're, uh, they're still even today, like they're still finalizing and, redoing the prices sort of thing so you just want to get it right taking on board like the latest transfer news and you know possible moves that are going to happen just so there's not you know not a player who's just ridiculously underpriced like there might be in other games like so that you know you're going to pick everyone's going to pick him so it's then a 10 man game you know you just want to get it right but I know they they send out the sort of the, the list of people just to double check and you know spot any glaring errors and stuff like that which I think is really good like you, you know You don't want to go out too early. Um, And then, I don't know, someone then moves and you think, well, he's obviously been priced up. I think it's pretty good that they, um, you know, really do spend some time going through it with a sort of tooth comb to make sure that everyone is priced as they should be.
0: Yeah, and they do check it with uh, experienced players as
2: well, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do send the list to a couple of pros, really, to uh, just, (laughs) you know, make sure there's nothing really ridiculous in there. So, um, yeah, I think they do... Spend a lot of time and detail over it. So I, I think that is good.
0: Yeah, it would start a comparison to what we suspect are just three men in the room going, yeah, that would do. Yeah, that would do. Right, just Put the formula, yeah, Johnny 5.5. That makes absolute sense. Uh, so
1: Will, what do you reckon uh, to the pricing? Yeah, I think like any any fancy game, that is pretty key to get it right. I think um, Sky, on the whole, do, do a very good job on it. You know, you do get the, the players that really come through. Um, from you know have, have breakthrough seasons, they're often underpriced, which they are in any fancy game. I guess the, the potential downside of not having prices that fluctuate is that those players obviously don't, they don't go up in price, so they remain at their really really low price. So then they do become in everyone's team, but um, yeah, I think that's out, outweighed by the quite a few benefits of not having price changes. So um, yeah, on the whole, they 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 do a very good job, and it certainly helps having a, a few few people who know the game inside out to check over those prices.
3: I think um what does happen sometimes is because they do all this early stages, they do put out a price list, they do check with a couple of people, they you know they they go through it as Dan has already said, they go through it with fine two they make sure everything's right. However, I have found previously that once all that's done, suddenly a new player comes in and it's obviously just one random guy just picking a price. And I remember Mo Salah, in, in his mega season two seasons ago, he came through as he was like a, a mid-priced midfielder and absolutely smashed it. He was like nine point four million, which I realise sounds a lot. Well, it doesn't even sound a lot for Sky for FPL, does it? But it just wasn't. It wasn't anywhere near enough. Bear in mind. The max mids were $12 million, And it was just like, well, okay, he's just in every single team. So then it did literally become a 10-man game. So I think sometimes they, because because of the later, the later players coming in, it does cost them a bit because I think they just have one random guy. I'm really hoping it's not the person who runs their Twitter feed because that is also sometimes a bit dubious, let's say. So it's worth watching out for that. So players that come in after the price list, sometimes they get... They might not be priced as stringently as uh,
0: the others. Yes, certainly. And you, what's the starting budget in Sky? It's a hundred million. million. Yeah. So the same as the same as an FPL, but I guess it's, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Cause you can set um, a whole variety of formations, can't you?
3: Yeah. So yeah, yeah the formations, um, you can move it around. You can move it within the week, as we said. So like one day you can have one and one day you can have the next. Um, I mean, it, it's similar to FPL to a degree in the fact that it's a bit—it's a bit more fluid, in the fact that you know you can have you'll, you'll start with three, four, or five at the back, and then you'll have your three, four, or five midfield, and one, two, or three up front. What they didn't have, and I'm not sure that whether they'll add it, is like the five-four-one, which is a bit upsetting sometimes. Which, although from previous times, you'd be like, "Why would you only have one striker in a fantasy football game?" But because, like this year's talk on FBL, I think big defenders with the Laports and the VVDs getting all that bonus, they are quite good to have. So, you, you do change formations quite a lot. I mean, I haven't really counted how many times i changed, but I reckon it would be at least 30, 40 times last season. I realize that sounds weird, mind Man's only 38 weeks, but I'm talking within weeks as well. So, you do change around. It's always good to make sure you're flexible so you can do that because if you've got like a five three two, for example, you can only lose a defender. That's the only transfer you can make. While if you've got like a three, four, three, you can move different ones around, you can move a midfield or a striker to a defender, that sort of thing. So it's worth just making sure that your formations are flexible and you don't randomly start planning transfers, which you actually can't do because the formation isn't allowed.
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's a key point, isn't it? That you, you can transfer from a midfielder to a striker so long as you're, you know, you don't already have three strikers. So it's um adds a bit of a new dimension to, to the game as well. That you you know, you, you don't just transfer out a striker for a striker or a midfielder for a midfielder. You can change positions with your transfers, which is um it probably sounds more complicated than it is, to be honest, but uh, it, it certainly adds a, a different element.
0: No, it certainly makes sense with with eleven players in vision. If you're not familiar with it, eleven players on the pitch, and you're as you mentioned in the four four two, and you want to, they remove Son, who's a striker on Sky, replace him with Mane because Mane at Liverpool got a good game on Sunday, and Son's played on the Saturday. You can do that straight away. Just do a light for light transfer. I mean, you're in a four five one straight away, rather than an FPL, as we just mentioned. You'd have to find another way to make that sort of thing work. So that's quite good. It gives you a little bit of flexibility, and with those eleven players, of course, um, it was worth mentioning quickly that if you played a and play they don't play that, that's basically it but you can remedy that with with, with your transfers although they are, they are fairly limited
2: I was going to say as well the, the thing I really like about Sky obviously with FPL you'll be looking on Twitter a Saturday that's 11.25 some journalist who covers Man City is oh Guerrero's not on the bus or, you know or something like that then everyone's in a panic to take him out because he might not be or take captaincy off him because he might not be playing and then you find out he is in the starting line up five minutes late and you're like ah oh, what is going on? And then he scores a hat trick. Whereas Sky, you don't have to confirm your team till the minute before the game starts, so you can see that starting lineup and think, "Yep, he's starting. I'll bring him in. He's captain, or he's not starting. I'll I won't captain him. I'll captain someone else, but I'll keep him." Sort of thing. So I like that you can see that. You know, you haven't got that anxiety on a Saturday when, as they do, someone oh he's not going to start, and you know you can actually see. Well, actually, he is starting and I'll have him, so that's why I really like you know that the, the transfer deadline is just before the, the game starts each day, sort of thing. The game game day, so that's what I think is really good about that as well. Yeah, to speak, end the- speak
3: for of- yourself there, Dan. I uh, I still get anxious because you can see the lineups of the first game of the day and then it's locked in, so you, so like. The twelve thirty kickoff, obviously, because of TV now, basically making TV games all over the shop. This is the first first game of the day. So at three o'clock, I'm st- I'm pretty sure Dan, I've had texts from you saying, "Oh, I can't believe it. X isn't playing today," because you know they, we we still have there's still the pain of uh, seeing mm. someone bench, and you don't even get as you say the the sub bench to to bail you out. So it's like, uh, it's just gone. Um,
2: and it's still- no vice captain, is there? Like, there's no. Oh, I've picked Agüero. He's, and for the three o'clock game he's not started and that's it basically you've you've not got your double points for anyone sort of thing it's not like oh Aguero's not playing so oh yeah that'll flip on to Sterling or whatever it's like no no that's, that's it you got zero from the MVP captain so it's like oh but that's why I sometimes I, I look at the fixtures and I try to pick my captain for the first game of the day so at least you know when you can sort of thing so you don't have that worry but I know it doesn't always work out that way
3: Yeah, it does make you play, sometimes play maybe who you wouldn't pick just because you know they're starting. You've sort of got to work the percentages there. So you think, hold on, I actually think Aguero might outscore Kane this week by, you know, a few points. But then if Kane's, you know he's playing, then does the fact that you definitely know he's starting just tip the balance in his favour? You sort of, that's just personal decisions and things you need to make. But it's just an added little extra. It's not a set and forget as FPL is a... You can still make these decisions when you see that first lineup. And as Dan says, you can sort of plan your captaincy sometimes around having players in those games so you know for a fact they're starting. And then when you see everyone else who's captain, someone else who's actually on the bench, you can sort of sit back and smile. Obviously, when it goes the other way, <laughs> it's not so nice
0: yeah we still get the starting anxiety in fpl of course but i, I suppose that kind of added extra window of control that you don't get with fpl is, is important um so obviously we haven't got any prices yet because the game isn't released and uh i mean is that coming soon dan do you happen to know that
2: ah oh, that's funny you ask yeah so they did put it out on the twitter last week that it's going to be out next week but it's basically about next tuesday so don't be on your computer all day on Monday, hoping for anything to land. But it's going to be Tuesday. I don't know what time, but it's going to be up Tuesday. So book a half day at work or call in sick or whatever, or do all your work Monday so you don't have to do too much Tuesday. But I'm really looking forward to that, to um, see the player price list and get cracking on making a team and finding out it's about £10 million over budget and starting again. So, yeah, Tuesday is coming out. There's also a new feature the ultimate 11 it's going to be for the first game week it's totally separate so you, it's not the team you're going to be picking for the season so it's just a one-off it's a hundred thousand pounds you could potentially win um so it's for the first weekend's games friday to the monday you, you, you can only use a three four three there's no budget no transfers no captains anything like that. You basically just got to pick the highest score in 11 you got to match all 11 high scoring players to be in the chance to win that £100,000. And I think that's a, that's a pretty, you know, you could have that in August. That'll pay for a kitchen and get your tea fixed, wouldn't it? Like, that's £100,000. So I'm really excited by that as well, to uh, give the first weekend's fixtures a good study and have a crack at that. I can
0: imagine like, the amount of spreadsheet uh, uh, the amount of spreadsheets they are going to be created next Tuesday. Imagine that, a game runner communicating approximately when a game's going to be launched. And... Uh, perhaps following through on, on that. Wow, uh, you guys really are spoiled, aren't you? Um, and I guess the final thing to talk about in this little section actually is, uh, well, I mean, we, we mentioned though there, there are no chips in Sky, uh, but there is an equivalent of a wild card. It's called the Overhaul. Um, but it's not when you want to pull it, it's for everybody, isn't it, world?
1: Yeah, the the first one happened, um, I believe it's going to be in game week four. Um, so you've got uh, four four games to, to play and then everybody has to play what what is called an overhaul, um, which uh, is effectively exactly the same as an FPL wildcard. You've got um, unlimited transfers for a week and you completely reset your reset your team. So for the start of the season, what you really want to be doing is planning a team so you don't have to make, pretty much no transfers maybe one or two in terms of captaincy switches up until that overhaul and then you get a chance to really assess the you know what the good players are you have to completely change your team and set up for the long haul and the next overhaul um is usually uh at the end of the january transfer window so that's the the first overhaul is absolutely key to getting a, a good season and uh, setting your team up well and making sure you rack up all those points really. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only chips that they have is the, is the two overhauls PK wild cards.
0: And Mark, I imagine that's the time of a uh, great excitement in the sky community. That's probably the time when you, you're kind of, uh, all systems go with the podcast.
3: Yeah. Big star They're They've been our most popular ones when we've, um, banged a couple overhaul ones out. So like the, the week four, as Will says, um, that's what you need to set up for the long term, but people get excited about what's happening in those first few weeks. Then the February one that's always quite important because there'll be people that are, you know, near the top, literally the top of the league who you with a chance of like winning quite big money. And they'll be listening, thinking, right, what, where can I just pick up some pointers? Don't get me wrong. They're near the top for a reason. They've probably, you know, already got all their eyes on all the, the top prizes there. But, it's just you know, just it's to help thinking. Like all podcasts, like like your, yours as well. Obviously, I was listening to the the FPL pricing one. It just sort of aids your decisions and makes you make, make sure you're not making the wrong choices, just being a complete buffoon. Um, so you know, that's what we try and do as well is just try and help people out. And we just get people on as we go along. I'm sh- I'm sure you'll come onto our podcast halfway through the season when you're in the top hundred, pushing for Sky fandom, and you know, having an amazing year and. Completely converted. I, I, I got a feeling we're gonna we're gonna see you on the podcast <laughs> telling us how, how you've done it all.
0: No, I, I'm, I'm guessing that um, my uh, my Sky fortune is going to be the same as my FPL fortune since in GTA, bang average. That seems to be the way it goes. All right, let's take a break there and we'll talk about what what it takes to do well. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? So we're back and uh, it, it's more of an advice kind of section now. Uh, so we mentioned the 50kO. We mentioned Dan's new kitchen and new tooth job. Let's talk about how you can potentially get close to that. And the the first thing to talk about is kind of common mistakes new players make. And Lord knows I made so many mistakes last season, making fanciful transfers, you know, setting up my team with an FPL bent in mind, hedging against my FPL team. So stuff like captioning Hazard when I've been captioning Salah and FPL. Um, But I want to hear from you guys. What are some common mistakes that you see when people start Sky? And what kind of advice you would give to either remedy those mistakes or, you know, just in general? Let's start with Mark first. Hiya. Um, hiya.
3: Probably... Uh, hello, hello, mate. Uh, nice, nice, nice to meet you. <laughs> Very <prompt. laughs> Um, Before I go into, like, common mistakes that, that you know, there are many, that I will have made all of them, I wanted to say how it is a, a bit unlike FPL. You actually can win Sky. I mean, I'm, we're sat here chatting to Dan, who has won it. Um, I know there's other people that have won it, and there's people, you know... The three of us we regularly got in the top 100 and like had a pop at winning it. Uh, this year, Dan, one I was top for a little while, you know. And it, it is a realistic for anyone who's listening to this. I, I do mean that anyone who's listening, you actually could win 50,000 pounds using your fantasy football knowledge. That I realize that's quite a big plug for the game, but it is, it is actually true. It's, it's if, you, if you're like pretty serious about FPL... You can convert that into Sky, and I think you could actually stand a chance of winning. I think it's a lot more realistic than winning FPL, which you know you got to beat those six million other people. And I think it's a bit more dependent on luck and things like that. While Sky, because you do have to put a little bit more effort in, if you if you're willing to do it, you actually can reap the rewards. And top one hundred is definitely achievable. Um, like Dan's done that three out of four seasons. I think so I'm sure he'll say later. So you know. I realize he's very good at the game. don't get me wrong, but anyone who's good at FBL can be good at Sky as well. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to start with that, to say, you know, so it's not, it's, it's not just, you know, we're not just people that are experts and, you know, you're never going to get that good. It, a- anyone who wants to put the effort in can, can possibly win money. So that's one of the good things. Um, so I guess one of the first things I, I want to just quickly talk about in common mistakes is very quickly and early using all your transfers. You'll see people, You'll when I was doing it, you'll see people that are like hundreds and hundreds of points clear in the league, any of the leagues. And you don't need to worry about that because they'll have spanked all 40 transfers you know, before Christmas. And then suddenly a couple of injuries come and they're screwed. Um, so... That is definitely a common mistake, and it's just trying to make sure you use those transfers. Um, I'll pass on to the other guys obviously don't want to hog the whole section, so I'm sure Will and Dan want to chip in as well.
0: It certainly makes sense. It's the same as an FPL when you you see the the leader of your mini-league around kind of November, December, January time, about 100 points ahead, and you have a look in to see how they've got there, and they view the triple captain in game week three, They've used the bench boost in Game Week 7 and they've also used their free hit um, just on a frivolous game where you scored very, very well but gotten ridiculously lucky, and you know you're going to be able to catch them up because you're going to have that kind of net impact of using those chips. So yeah, with with the transfers being limited, like once you get to the end, you can't do anymore. You can't do anything about it. Um so yeah, definitely something that needs to be borne in mind that a transfer is incredibly precious because it's a limited resource. Like obviously you've got a points link and points hits you can take in FPL, but you can't do that in Sky. Once you've used them, you've used them. That's it.
1: Yeah, it's proper tortoise and hare. I mean, what we tend to use, um, I think uh, Mark and Dan sort of do a sort of similar rule of thumb is that a transfer should get you sort of a relative, relatively quickly 10 points. And if it doesn't look like it can get you a minimum of 10 points, then you probably shouldn't make that move. So it's really, uh, you know, in, in FPL, they, they sort of, you know, by, by having a four-point hit, you, you kind of think a transfer is worth four points. Well, in Sky, because they're, they're rarer and you can use transfers to swap out captains, bring captains in, and you know a captain can get you massive scores, then that transfer is worth a lot more. And you, you know, it's proper tortoise and hare territory that you get loads of people sort of rinsing through them very quickly. And um, the good players coming back in the second half of the season have, have been a bit more patient. But the other one, just uh, relating to transfers and common mistakes that people make, and especially FPL players actually, is that they make transfers early in the week. So you can wait right up to the deadline, get all the news, all the information, and uh, even see those lineups if it's the first match of the day, as we mentioned earlier. So definitely waiting on uh, transfers is a big one. And uh, also, uh, if you're if you're an FPL player and you're used to playing a lot of FPL, you're used to making transfers during the game during you know uh, Sunday to Friday or whenever the game starts. But obviously in Sky you can transfer during the game week. So as as we mentioned briefly earlier, if the player plays on the Friday night. You can transfer them out for a player playing on the Saturday, and you actually want to make most of your transfers doing that because you obviously get more game days, and more uh, game days means more points. So those are the, sort of the, the key ones, really. I don't know if you've got anything to add to that, Dan.
2: Yeah, so I'd say about FPL to then Sky, like Jason Barlow, who won it two seasons ago, I think I'm right in saying that was his first season of playing Sky. He'd been playing FPL quite a while, and it was only because Sky was out before FPL, he decided to you know, log in and register and make the team, and he won it. So he could like, he transferred the sort of skills he had from FPL to Sky, which would show you that it is possible, and like, there's quite. A few, we do know a few people like who do have regular top hundred finishes, and you know, it's within the realms of possibility to win it. I don't know what like what you'd class as a good finishing in FPL is. Like, there's six million people playing it, so what, is, what are you what you're saying like a top fifty thousand is quite good, and do you know what I mean stuff like that. But I I can't get excited about finishing fifty thousandth. Do you know what I mean? But in Sky, you know, in Sky, I think you'd be pretty pleased with the top hundred, top five hundred, you know, or even your first season, top thousands. Pretty good out of half a million players. So, but it's just you know, you could win that money. Like, I just think it that is you know, you should give it a go anyway. But as for the um, mistakes, yeah, transfers with the first overhaul being after the first four game weeks, you know, if it's the Basically, the last weekend before the the overhaul, when one of your defenders is injured, people would probably just transfer him out for another defender. But you think, well, why waste the transfer? You know, I have got an overhaul next week, and it, even if he's got a he's out for nine months, do you know what I mean you think? Well, I can get rid of him next week, and I'll save that transfer if, when I need it. But that's what You get a lot on Twitter, people saying, "Oh, what do you think of my team?" and a bit about Christmas time, or oh, what do you think of this, that, and the other? I have got three transfers left. It's like what? three transfers, like till May, and you're like. What you been doing? Like that's this madness. Like, and they'll be saying, "When do you get the next allocation?" I said, like, "What do you mean next allocation? Like, you get forty transfers." Like, and it's just, it's just mad. Isn't it? like, I personally wouldn't make any transfers the week before the overhaul. So you think? Well, I can just sort all that, tidy it up. Then I said before, like, I'll break the season into three chunks: start to the overhaul, the middle bit, the big bit, and then overhaul to the end, and try to allocate myself transfers for each bit and try to roughly stick to it, like. Because, yeah, they'll run out of transfers at the end and that'll be your undoing, really, and that's where people will catch you up that have been patient with theirs. But you can also go the other way. I've had I've seen people who we've done about three weeks to go have got, like, oh, I've got 16 transfers left. It's like, well, you have been in a coma or something? Like, what's, how, can you, how can you have 16 <laughs> transfers left with two weeks to go? It's like, I just don't know. You've got to just use them as you can. Like you said, if you try to use that rule of getting, you know, 10 or so points per transfer, should stand you in good stead. But yes, also people will do things like, yeah, on a Saturday, I don't know, they haven't got Harry Kane, but they've got Salah and Kane scored a hat-trick. And they're like, oh, I've just just brought in Harry Kane. I took out Salah for Kane. But Salah plays tomorrow. So you've taken out a player who was playing tomorrow. So you've lost two points already for a player who's just scored a hat-trick and he doesn't then play till Salah plays again. So you've just missed two games from Salah from a player who's just scored a hat-trick who probably now won't score for two games. It's just I don't know. People are chase. I think people sometimes chase lost points. Do you know what I mean? They just think I've got to have him because he scored a hat trick today. But just I don't know. You've got to look at the bigger picture and just think, okay, that one's gone. I'll stick to my plan and I don't know. Just yeah, not be so rash.
0: That's very FPL, isn't it? Um, just because so, I think we're so conditioned to make transfers like in in relation to the market in relation to volatility and uh, i guess some of the less engaged managers like i think the majority of people now know that it's a good idea a very good idea to wait and probably ignore the price rise as much as you can and ignore what's happened on that weekend but you do get a lot of people who just you know Love the masochism of, of making that early transfer, but in, in if you are an FPL player and you're looking to move to Sky, you are the sort of person who makes raised transfers. Maybe it's not the game for you. Uh, but as you say, Dan, like having that kind of wider idea of what you're going to be doing and what your grand strategy is. Like what I did quite like about Sky, and I didn't do that well, and um, was the kind of the potential to have that sort of big, grand, highfalutin strategy that many people say that they've got in FPL, but ultimately goes out the window by game week four. Um, but in, in Sky I think that you're, you are more able as you've just detailed to have that kind of way of segmenting the season and thinking right I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to do that and you can, you can carry that for an excuse I think that's really really like appealing um, for people who are a bit more strategic in how they play FPL Mark you mentioned you have a couple of other uh, bits and pieces of uh, advice for people yeah so one's linking back to what
3: Dan said about transfers and things like that and it's advice I personally also need to take in the fact that it's trying to work out when it's worth making a transfer and when it's worth having that captaincy for those dodgy days, we mentioned earlier when like Norwich are playing Sheffield United. Do you want to play it or not? But like a previous one, I, I this last season just gone, I transferred out TAA for Klasniak, which right now sounds what, what was I doing? What a stupid idea! But Arsenal had like three or four games when they were the only game of the day so I thought ah he could be my captain in those four days that's like eight or you know double points or I wouldn't have got before but at the end of the season it's like if I left TAA and I would have been like 50 points up because he just monstered it so it's just working out whether you do actually want to make that transfer it's not as easy necessarily, especially near the end of the season, just to back it out straight away. Especially because once you commit to it, you're thinking, well, I've got that player for captaincy. And because of the captaincy per day, those Friday nights and Monday nights and occasional other random days, they can really screw your thinking. Um, And whether it's, sometimes it's good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had Matty Phillips a few seasons ago for West Brom and he was just such a darling for me he was amazing He's just absolutely smashed it a few games and I, it was one of those players that I just had and I was very low owned and I just happened to buy him because he had a one off day and he got a goal and assist and was really good but most of the time I find that it's it causes me sleepless nights as opposed to joyous times um, so I you know I think that's definitely one thing to keep an eye on is like whether you should make the transfer or not there are a few other things that people do but it's a fantasy game and if if we were all perfect at it we'd all uh we'd all be winning fifty thousand pounds and not just Dan there as you say in his new kitchen obviously i'm happy to speak and i'm sure the other guys are too and there's so many resources out there like the hub's great as well and obviously there's our podcast that we run which does help people um and i know dan is very active on twitter as am i you know people ask us questions and what i'll also do i'll probably send out my uh tweets deck that I sent off previously which basically just goes through the slight differences between FPO and Sky to finish off what I was saying basically the game is great and I recommend it to everyone because you can win stuff and there are actually a few extra elements as well like the mini leagues I think we touched on them earlier but you can is All the money's held by Sky, so it's just really easy and you can enter loads of them. And you can do free leagues. I'll do a free league, which and I've also got like a Sky Select 50. So it's a bit echoing the uh, Elite 64 that the general does for FPL. So the top teams get into that and they've got a feeder league into that. So there's all that sort of stuff as well. And the community is also great. Yeah,
1: a slight ramble there, but you know just to echo mark bit on the community point there, i think that's that's really key because it is is a it's obviously a lot smaller than the fpl community but um we we all kind of know each other and i think that, that it is, the fact that it is smaller makes it um re- really interactive engaging and you do know know most of the, the the good players or most of the players who take it seriously it's getting bigger every year by the way you know the, the community has grown and uh but yeah no it's um it's a great game the the other thing is that if you're you know in FBL if you get sort of 100 points behind your your mini league leader you're you're not going to catch them basically but in sky you know you can because of the captain season multi-captain you can easily make up 50 to 100 points in in one week if, if you get it right so uh, you do always feel like you're you're still in it in lots of ways, and um, you know because you you can hit those if you hit three big captains in a game week, then you're you're absolutely laughing.
0: Cool. All right. Well, thanks very much, guys, for that. I feel like I've I've learned a lot. Um, God knows if I'm going to be any good. I'm probably going to spaff all my transfers in game week one. Um, I probably won't. But um, I'll, I'll definitely try to hold up to the to the overhaul. Try to spend you know, first three or four. Try to spend the first four weeks without making transfers, something like that. Uh, try to figure out a little bit more, like week to week, what's going on. I'll try to use that planner tool on the hub. It sounds like a very, very nice idea to use. And uh, yeah, um, hopefully, um, you know, listeners, you are if you are interested in Sky, this is wh- west your appetite a bit uh, with the Sky game uh, due to launch a week from time of recording, the ninth of July. Just to say, again, uh, this is uh, Who Got The Assist? Uh, you can find us online at whogotsist.com, on Twitter, at WGTA underscore FPL. We're normally an FPL podcast, of course, but for this one, we are Sky. If listening listen to this, you probably know who I am already. I'm Tom. Um, I'm joined today by Will um, from Football Hub, um, Hub, uk at
1: FFHubWill on Twitter. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, it's been great to be on. And uh, just to give fancy people one last plug, you know, we have got lots of uh, contributors that um, play Sky, because obviously I came from uh, a background in in playing Sky and writing about Sky. You know, Dan himself contributes each week uh, to the hub and, uh, you know, reveals his team and we've got lots of got the new Opta data tool so we've got all the sort of the latest stats and we are going to have a sky section on that so you'll be able to look at all the you know the latest bonus that is relevant to the sky game and uh yeah we've got the carls uh, we've got a statistician carl who does an algorithm and planning uh section which is specifically for sky as well so we've got lots of resources for sky so yeah come and check us out fancy football hub and uh on twitter as tom said
0: yeah, definitely recommend you do that. I uh, was joined today by uh, the brilliant Dan Cox, uh, winner of sixteen seventeen, and a revealer of uh, many secrets, albeit not in sequence, that I'm going to have to cut and edit into, into the right sections. Thanks, Dan.
2: But yeah, thanks for having us on, mate. It's been good to chat and, um, yeah, hopefully get, get a few of the FPL guys giving Sky go and having a good season.
0: Yeah, Danza at Dancox eighty two. If you want to annoy him, and finally uh, joined by Mark Mark Ebbwov at Sky Podcast. Uh, really uh, kind enough to take my DMs to talk about uh, talk about my team and keep uh, keep an eye out for his podcast, which is released uh, weekly intermittently. Weekly intermittently, yeah. I mean, the thing about Sky
3: is sometimes just doing nothing is the sensible play. You don't really have that one transfer per week, so. That's why we don't really do a weekly podcast because, you know, there's always something to talk about, but often it's like, actually, you just want to leave it and the moves that you might make are the sensible ones. So it's not really worth podcasting about that, but we definitely do ones for all the overhauls and things like that. And, you know, probably every fortnight, generally, we do a podcast. It depends on what there is. When there's suddenly a big injury comes and Laporte and VVT clash heads in the big game and you know they're both out for two weeks and suddenly like everyone team's got massive things to do then we'll definitely do one around then as well um but yeah it's been great coming on thank you and hopefully uh we'll get you on our podcast once you, you as i said earlier once you've uh you know mastered the sky game and see see how you're getting on see how you found it as a newbie but you have to promise you have to promise you're going to take it seriously and you're actually going to put time into it you need to put aside some little time per week just to say right what am I doing in my Sky game this, this time rather than just focusing just on FPL you have to promise you're going to do that Tom
0: alright I will I'll do, I'll, do my, I'll do my very best and try not to appear on your pod as a figure of derision which is how I tend to appear on other pods uh, thanks very much anyway uh, everybody and thanks very much for listening I hope to assist you uh, get to those 60 tackles next year uh, bye for now back soon oh it's a goal who got the assist who got the assist
1: Podcast Network.